This one's turned off now, I guess. Good morning. It's still morning. If you have a, if you have your Bible, you, you certainly have a Bible if you have a device. And I'm, I, I'm really serious. Um, I, I, I miss the days when, I, when I used to say, "Will you turn with me in your Bible?" I heard all these pages turning. And but that's all right, if you'll turn with me with whatever you have, because we believe in the authority of the Holy Scriptures. Amen. Amen. So please turn with me, with me to the book of Revelation with whatever device you have. If you don't have a Bible on your phone, I'd be happy to help you after the service is over. After the service is over. And, and if you're looking at your phone, it's only the Bible, not Facebook. I am serious about that also. The Lord is watching. I do have a Facebook page, by the way, if you'd like to keep up with us or email or whatever. We'd like to, we'd like to stay in touch with you. And I would appreciate your prayer. Um, uh, this is my fourth or fifth trip this year already. I've, I've already been to England. Um, I'll be leaving for New Zealand, almost Australia, uh, in a week and a half. And uh, just, just so thankful for all the opportunities to, to preach the gospel and do what the Lord's doing these days. And so I would appreciate your prayers. Revelation chapter 3. I think y'all are probably, probably trying to figure out right now if I'm a Yankee or not. Well, just for the record's sake, I'm 13th generation Virginian. Well, kind of West Virginia, which is making it more controversial, isn't it? So uh, I was born in California, lived in Maryland, lived in Zimbabwe, lived in, in, in the Philippines, went to college four or five different places. So I'm all mixed up. <laughs> But I'm living right now seven miles south of the, of the, of the Mason-Dixon line. So that... <laughs> Randy, can I pray for you? Randy, right? Um, I just... I want to pray for your finances. Let me, let me hold your hand. Thank you, sir. Father, I just thank you for this man. And just you've played, placed him on my heart this morning. And I pray, Lord, you know what's going on in his finances. I pray your blessing upon his finances. And I pray in, in particular for a special uh, sense of, of wisdom to know what, to, what, de- what decisions to make, Lord. Lord. It's so easy for us to depend upon our own understanding. And, Lord, I, I ask you, Lord, to give him the supernatural understanding now to, as to how to deal with some of the issues he's facing. You know what they are. I have no idea. I ask you to go before him now, Lord, give him wisdom, lead him to wise counsel, the right counsel, and bless his finances, I pray in Jesus' name. All God's people said amen, 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 amen. So so Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, um, I kind of have this habit uh, every year towards the end of the year, into December, sometimes even early in December, I start praying, what, Lord, what, is the, what are you saying about the new year? What's coming in the new year? And I heard several preachers, even earlier this year, doing the same thing. And I heard a lot of preachers focusing on this idea of, of 2020. And 2020, speaking of vision and the idea of fresh vision, new vision, you're going to see more clearly. And it just didn't, didn't ring in my spirit at all, quite honestly. Um, maybe I just was hearing something different. But, but what I heard was, all that glitters is not gold. I think a lot of people are looking for things that, 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 that they're, they're looking in the wrong places, the wrong directions. And I, I think, I believe that we're, we're facing some, t- some, ch- some tests of our faith that we will not see with natural vision. 
And, 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 and really the Lord just quickened this passage from Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. I, I'll, I'll leave, it, leave it with you. I know our time's running fast this morning, but I believe the Lord's going to give something to you from this passage. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write. Thank you. The words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have prospered, I have need of nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiful, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold tried by fire. That's that's really what is ringing in my heart right now. Gold tried by fire. So that you may be rich and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him, and I will eat with him. And he with me. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, as I have also overcome and sat down with my Father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So, all that glitters is not gold. And I guess I want to encourage you that. that, that, that that God's best is always worth the price. Amen. God's best is always worth the price. And often, the enemy of the best is the good. When I was in college, I had a professor, a, a man I really looked up to. I, I loved him dearly. Um, older man. He had actually been a missionary in, uh, in, uh, I, in the uh, Congo for many years. Had, had really paid a price. Twice during the rebellions there, he'd been run out of the country with nothing but suitcases. His, his children, his family, his, his wife and suitcases. And, and still went back because of the call of God. And his, he just inspired us with his, his lectures and his heart for God. But he gave terrible exams. <laughs> his idea of an exam was 50 multi, multiple choice questions. You know, they make a statement. You had three, like A, B, C you choose from. And he'd always introduce the exam by saying, now, there will always be at least two answers that are correct. But I want the best one, not the right one. I hated that. I had a good friend of mine, uh, actually, uh, he's, he's been a part of AIM over the years, Dan Haas. He was a, a, a law student, a pre-law student. He thought it was a game. He liked the, the, the idea of, I thought that was, this is ridiculous. No, the, the enemy of the best is the good. And I think that's part of the challenge we're facing right now in the body of Christ. This, this challenge of knowing what is God saying to us and what, what really is, what is the, what is the goal? What, what is God building and developing in our hearts that will last forever? Um, there's an interesting story in the book of First Kings chapter 14. And I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of give it to you quickly right now. I encourage you to go back and read it maybe this afternoon. It's uh, the story of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was king of Israel. Remember, he followed Solomon and, uh, and, 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 and chose not to follow the advice of the old men and therefore split the kingdom, took the kingdom into, into, into bondage, really, um, 
They started worshiping all sorts of false gods. They, they turned to, to, uh, to what was evil and built high, high pillars and, and, and false images and cult, pro, cult prostitutes. And, and the Bible says in verse 10 and verse 26 of chapter 14 that God brought Shishak, the king of, uh, of Egypt, up against Israel and defeated Israel, defeated Judah. And one of the results of that was, in the book of, of 1 Kings, chapter 14, 26, is they took away a bunch of gold shields. In fact, 600 gold shields were taken out of the, uh, the temple and back to Egypt. Now, that might not sound like anything too significant, but I just was dwelling on that here a while back, and I thought, I, I need to do a little digging here. What, what was the deal on these shields? And, uh, and, and, I, and I found out, sure enough, they, they were extremely valuable. In fact... The small, there, were, there were two sets. There were 400 large shields and, and 200 smaller shields. And those smaller shields the, alone, those 200 smaller shields, were worth over $27 million. I mean, that's how, how much blessing had been upon David's kingdom. Because David put God first. He hid God in his heart. He followed God with all of his heart. God had blessed him to the point they could make these ornamental shields. They had no spiritual value at all. They were just ornamental shields. And when David would go back and forth to make sacrifices at the temple, the, 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 the military officers would, would march with these shields, gold shields, $27 million. And the Bible tells us that they were among the things that Shishak took out of the temple and took with him back to uh, 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 Egypt. Now, in verse 27, uh, I read these words. Watch this. And King Rehoboam made in their place shields of bronze and committed them to the hands of the officers of the guard who kept the door of the king's house. As often as the king went into the house of the Lord, the guard carried them and brought them back to the guard room. So what happened? He replaced gold with bronze and life went on just like normal well it doesn't say that exactly does it but isn't that what it says no one objected no one said wait a minute now like if you do the calculation 27 million dollars for the gold shield and I, I reckon about twenty-seven thousand dollars for the bronze shields well, they look the same in fact, I guess bronze or brass is a really close cousin. It, it, they probably look better. They shine better. They don't, you know, gold will tarnish. And, and, and gold is softer. I mean... Bronze is, is brass and copper. Exactly. It's, it's tin and copper, actually. It's mostly copper, about 80% copper. And the rest is tin and, and, and all that. It's a, a metal of mixture. Gold is all about... Purity, about, about rarity. It's, it's hard to find. That's what makes it so valuable. And, and here Judah just went right about like normal. With, with, and I wonder if, if that's part of the challenge that each of us need to face in our lives today. I'm going to move forward here a bit. Is your faith being tested? Will you be satisfied with anything less than than faith that's been tested by fire. I mean, that, that passage I read from the book of Revelation is some pretty tough stuff. I mean, you're neither cold nor hot. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spew you out of my mouth. 
those who I love, I, I chasten, I repute, therefore be zealous and repent. Those are the kind of things you don't hear on the, on the TV very much anymore. Uh, in fact, I, I, I guess I'm really challenged today. We, we've got these mixture doctrines floating around. God has changed. We do not need the Old Testament any longer. We're living now in the day of grace. God is now grace, grace, grace. Well, God hasn't changed. Now, when we change, when we repent, God is a God of grace. Amen? Amen. But, but, but are we allowing mixture, a little bit of truth, that's often how the enemy works, isn't it? A little bit of truth mixed in with a lot of lie becomes... And, and, and I, I don't want to really kind of go back to those thoughts that again, you were even stirring up within us as, as we were worshiping this morning, Jackie. Are you, is your faith being tested? Is, is your very foundation being rocked? And, and, and what is it that's testing you? Um, I, I know it's easy to come into church and, and smile. And in fact, I've often wondered if I, if I got a little recorder and put it in my pocket and put a button there and, and, and then walked up to people and they'll say, how are you? And I said, fine, how are you? I asked a waitress yesterday, day before yesterday, I guess it was. We were in a restaurant, and, and I asked her, how are you doing? She said, fine, and I could see in her eyes she wasn't fine at all. I said, really? She kind of dropped her head. She said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Are we not surrounded by people every day that are suffering? And, and maybe, I, again, Jackie, you, you hit it this morning. What are we going through right now? And I want to encourage you. I've got several passages of Scripture that, again, I, I, really, I want to concentrate our time. I thank you for giving me the time. But I'm going to focus our time on, 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 on what God's doing when he tests our faith. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6. 1 Peter. That's right, I'm waiting for you to turn. <laughs> this is the scripture. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you are being grieved by various trials. I don't know how that hits you right now. But, and if you're not in that place right now, intercede for someone nearby. Amen? Because we all go through these moments. Verse 7, so that the testing of your, the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor of God at the revelation of Jesus Christ. For though you have not seen him, you love him. And I believe that this morning. Just walking around here with you all this morning and, 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 and watching you worship. I kind of peaked a couple minutes. <laughs> watching you pray for one another. I, I, I'm so thankful I could be here this morning. Because you are people that love God. And, and it, lovers of God, here's the message. You're, the trial of your faith is more precious than gold that, faith, that perishes. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and full of glory. There will be moments when your faith is being rocked. Depression, sickness, anxiety, and unanswered prayers. When your faith is being rocked, there'll be moments when you wonder, is this really even real? But that, 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 that trial of your faith is what purifies your faith. And it brings you, verse 9, to the, over, the obtaining of the outcome of your faith, which is the salvation of your souls. You're stronger than you realize. Can you hear that in your spirit? You're stronger than you realize. You're stronger than you feel like at times. And what God's doing in you is a good thing, even when it's a difficult thing. In the midst of the fire, please do not, be, do, do not settle for anything less than God's best. 
Now's not a time to shrink back. Now's not a time to settle back, but a time to press forward. I, I'm, I'm challenged by, by this, this, this thought of unanswered prayer. And I guess I've often said, in fact, God always answers prayer. The, the challenge is that many times when he answers prayer, he actually says, wait. And that's kind of the most, most difficult answer of all, isn't it? He says, just, just hold on, because in my time, First Corinthians, rather, 2 Corinthians, chapter 4 and verse 16. 2 Corinthians, chapter 4 and verse 16. Do not lose heart. For though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. You may not feel that at times. And that's why it's so important to stay in the Word, of course. We're often tempted to... When life gets busy and life gets full... I remember very clearly my first year of Bible college, my, my first day or so. I, I got there actually a day or so early before the, before the campus had even opened and I just kind of was settling in. And one of the professors, one of the teachers, who actually became my mentor, he remains a very dear friend, he, he introduced himself to me. And, uh, and one of the first questions he asked me was, did you spend some time in the Scriptures this morning? And my thought was, well, I went to church last Sunday. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't being, I wasn't being smart aleck. I just, I, I, no, no one had ever taught me, no one ever told me as a new, a new Christian that we should be in the Scriptures every single day. And, and he, he just kind of gave me a little bit of instruction. Well, you feed yourself. What you feed in, well, in, in the computer world, what they say, junk in, junk out. And we, we're always feeding ourselves. We're always putting stuff in there. What are you putting in? And when I, when I feed myself the Scripture day by day, there'll be certainly days when I'm reading, and, I, and I've, I don't know how it is with you, but I've found myself, if I don't do it first thing in the morning, the day gets started. I never, I always, I've lied to myself. You ever lie to yourself? Now, when you lie to your wife, that's bad. When you lie to yourself, that's just downright silly. And I've lied to myself too many times. Well, I'll get back to this later on. And when does later on happen? It doesn't ever. When you're feeding yourself. There'll be times when you're, when you're, when you're in the Scriptures when you'll, it'll feel like you're not getting anything out of it. But don't lose heart because you're being renewed day by day. Surround yourself with worship. <coughs> when I get in my car, it's worship. When I go into my office, it's worship. When I sit down in my house, it's worship. My wife's got something on all the time. And I'm so thankful because th th that, that feeding of your soul prepares you for this light and momentary affliction, verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 4, is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory which is beyond comprehension. And by the way, I don't believe that's just necessarily when we go into the next realm. I believe it starts right now. That eternal weight of glory is right here, right now. We're, 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 it's available. We're walking in it. For we do not, for do, as we do not look to the things which are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. <laughs> I'm just struck with that, that story. My wife was a great storyteller. She's great with, with kids, and she used to always read to my boys. And uh, I don't hope this means something to someone. She often would read that story of the Wizard of Oz. And remember the scarecrow and the, and the tin man? What was the tin man praying for? And I think there's something in life that wants to destroy your heart, wants to harden your heart, wants to, wants to bury your heart. You, you, you get to a point where I can't hurt anymore. I can't go through this anymore. And I want to say, don't lose heart. 
The, the, all the ten men wanted. Can you get that picture in your mind? I need to go back and read the story now, don't I? If I only had a, there a song to it, wasn't there? I bet Jackie could sing that song after a while. <laughs> if I only had a heart. Please, don't, don't, let the, don't let the enemy rob your heart for God, your heart for others. That if you're hurting, you're still alive. I know that's easy for me to say right now, but it's the truth. If you're hurting for your, for your family member you're praying for, for your, your marriage, maybe, maybe for a son or daughter, for a neighbor, if you're hurting, that, but that's because you're still alive. Can you receive that? And let God strengthen your heart, renewing your heart, rebuilding your heart every single day. And that, that prayer you're praying comes alive all over again. That faith to keep on praying comes alive all over again. Hebrews chapter 11 is, is, is the, the, great, the great hallmark or the great uh, museum to faith. And it starts out in, in chapter 11, verse 1, talking about what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I've often heard it said, if you have the answer to your faith, you don't need faith any longer. Nothing wrong with that, just what it is. The, verse 6, we, we, the, 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 we seek God by faith. The only way we come to know God is by faith. But then move on down to verse 32. Hebrews 11 and verse 32. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, all the prophets, who through faith, this is what they did, they conquered kingdoms. They enforced justice. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. Who quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, and were made strong out of weakness. They became mighty in war and put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refused to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered, suffered mocking and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, sawn in two, were killed by the sword. They went about in the sheeps of, skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated. Of whom, all these ones we've read about, the world was not even worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and dens and caves in the earth. And these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Can you feel that this morning? Look at verse 40. Since God has provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be perfected. Therefore, this is where we make a mistake sometimes. We see this chapter change from 11 to 12. Remember when the Bible was written, there were no chapters and verses. In fact, they're only, they're only a little over 100 years old. So that, we need to keep reading sometimes. Because we're tested. These, these many who receive the answer of their faith receive the glory in the process but these others who prayed and did not see the results therefore we are surrounded by both this great cloud of witnesses those who received and those who are yet waiting to receive they're sitting right here right now some of you right now you've received you see miracles sometimes people ask me i travel overseas so much do you see more tell me about the miracles talk about the miracles you saw there in africa and i could tell wonderful stories and, and, but often I was saying, you know, I see, I see probably just about as many miracles here in the United States as I do in Africa. Because it's the same God. Amen. 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 It's the same God. You, you don't have to live in Africa to see a miracle. To experience, and there are people sitting around. There are other people here who are still pressing forward by faith because you haven't yet received. 
Therefore, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. Let us run with endurance or patience, depending on your, 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 your translation. That's that, what you, you said, your, your, your son was at that, that, that marathon there in D.C.? 50, 50 kilometers, is it? Ten miles. That, that'd be about, yeah, maybe about 20, 20 kilometers. Ten miles. That's endurance. That's when you set yourself and you begin to run with that, with that, 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 that desire to keep on moving, to keep on going, even when, you're, when, you're, when your lungs are saying, quit, stop, I can't do this anymore. When your legs are about ready to fall off, you endure, you pre- keep pressing forward. You keep pressing forward. Run with endurance the race that is set before us. Doing what? Verse 2, looking to Jesus. That's what's happening with our faith. All this stuff that we pray for. I mean, I'm not belittling at all what we're praying for. But at the end of the day, what's going to count the most? I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to see Jesus. I do see Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the founder and the author and the perfecter of our faith, who who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated down on the right hand of the throne of God. So, let me leave three things with you. Go for the gold. Don't be satisfied with brass. Go for the gold in your faith. Go for the gold in your family. Go for the gold in your life. Go for the gold of Jesus. Don't be satisfied with anything less than God's best for your life. And, and it, there will be a price. It's worth paying. Revelation chapter 3, I I read it already, but verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. I I have two sons. They're now 44 and 43. Make sure I get that right because my wife will always know. He who must be listened to and reckoned with, who always has all all the numbers right, I had an interesting experience a couple years ago, four or five years ago. Uh, someone had asked us how many years we've been married, and I, I said, I think it was 46 or whatever at that time. She said, no, it's only 45. I said, oh, all right. I, I knew I was right. And, uh, and, and for about six months, she kept saying the wrong day. And finally, finally she did the case. She said, honey, you're right. I want to get a recorder out. Because <laughs> she, she always is right. And, oh, forget that. We have two boys. She loves to cook. And she'd often be in the kitchen, you know, hour and a half, two hours early, just in the kitchen. But you hear the pots clanging and, the, you know, the refrigerator opening and closing. And she'd set the meal on the table. She'd spend two hours sometimes making dinner. She'd set the, the dinner on the table. And she'd say, she'd say those magic words. Did you say supper or dinner down here? She d- didn't matter what she said. When she said it, three monsters invaded the table. Two boys. You figure out the rest. What she took three hours to prepare, it took us 13 minutes to, to devour. It was gone. I had this amazing discovery when my, my second son finally left the house, went on his own. There's a, I don't know if you've heard, heard of it down here in Texas. They're called leftovers. They're really amazing. You can warm them up the next day. and That's not what Jesus was talking about. Jesus wasn't talking about descending upon the tables, things all cleaned off. 
years ago, I was traveling with John and another brother and John Dean in, 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 Bul- in Bulgaria, and we were, were ministering in several of the churches there and some conferences, and we're going on to Sophia to a Bible college, and we got there a day early, and kind of on purpose to spend some time just praying and waiting on the Lord, and we had an evening free. I'll never forget it. We, we went to the, it was a little, little, little bed and breakfast kind of a thing, and uh, they had a, had, a, had, a, had a little restaurant there um, and, and, and had some kind of goulash. I remember, I remember even what we ate. And uh, sitting around the table, we sat there probably three hours because we were having supper. There was, there was nothing else we had to do. That, in Jesus' day, you didn't eat and then run off to watch the TV. You didn't sit there at the, at the table with all the screens on. That was the end of the day. It was fellowship. It was relationship. Jesus says, if you'll hear my voice above all the din, above all the, 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 the noise, all, all the screens, everything that's going, if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I want to come in, I want to sit down and have supper with you. Change your life by proximity. Remember when Moses came off the mountain, his face was glowing because he had been with God. He didn't even know it was glowing. But when you get close to God, it changes you. He changes you. I want to encourage you to get, get presence. Get that, that, cultivate that sense of being aware of the presence of God. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I like this banner up here. You are the light of the world. That's the presence of God shining through you. Number two, Revelation 21. He who conquers, he who overcomes, I will grant him to sit with me in my throne as I have conquered and sat down with my father in his throne. He who conquers is the one who's fought the battle. That's, that's the power of, of faith that's been tested. If your faith is being tested right now, I talked with a brother just yesterday uh, out of the country on, 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 on video conference. His faith, his very faith in the existence of God is being, being conquered. And maybe that's where you're at. I, almost everywhere I go, I meet someone who's, who's, who's the enemy saying, this is not real. I want to encourage you. The trial of your faith is more precious than gold or precious. There is a God. He is creator. He has revealed himself to us in the Holy Scriptures. He has given us of himself, his son, to die for our sins. He sends his spirit to live within us. And that I know by faith. I know the creation by my eyeballs. It's more logical to believe in creation than it is evolution. That's just the truth. But everything else is by faith. And when that faith is being tested, press on. Finally, verse 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I believe the Lord's cultivating, challenging, encouraging us to open our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes. There is something to this 2020 thing, maybe. We would just watch what's going on around us every single day. You're going to come across people who need what you have and what you've been through because of and have what because you've been through and you can give to others around you. That, that word of, of, of kindness, that word of encouragement, that, that word of knowledge. How many times are we, are we coming in contact with people? At the, I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine just a couple, couple years ago. She was in the grocery store. She's standing at the, at the teller there. You know, they're, they're, they're passing the, the groceries by beep, 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 beep. You know, those, those things. And, and all the time she's doing that, the clerk, young man, you know, 21, 22, staring at her. Beep, beep. And finally he says, you have good karma. That's kind of weird. He said, he said, she said, well, thank you. He said, well, how do you do that? She said, have you ever considered Jesus? It was on the tip of her 
tongue. By faith. She, 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 she knew he didn't understand our language. Karma's what he saw presence. He saw Jesus. She had been with Jesus. It was shining from her. You look at me like I'm crazy. I am. This is a lot of fun to walk with God. He looked her right now. She's like, have you ever considered Jesus? He said, no, I've never thought of that. So you need to look into this. This is the chance meeting. But I wonder how many times people are seeing in us the presence of God that's been tested and tried. Our gold is shining. We just need to be sensitive and open our spiritual eyes. Hear what the Spirit is saying to you today, right now, as you leave this place in Jesus' name. I don't know if you know that. I bet you do that old song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Uh, could we sing that together? Just, we'll just sing it a cappella, just singing it right now. And, and, and just let it settle in upon you even right now. If you're being tested, if your faith is being tested, it's, it's all right. I'm not making light of it. Uh, not at all. I'm, say, I'm saying it's all right because you're going to make it. I believe that by faith. The Lord Jesus is, in, is, is right there, but he's closer than you can begin to imagine. He's there for you. And you're going to come out not with brass, which is a metal of mixture. You're going to come out with gold that's been purified. Gold that's been purified in the name of Jesus. And in the process, you'll find out that a lot of things that we worry about, a lot of things that stress us, really don't matter that much after all. They're just kind of fading away in the light of his glory. Thank you, Jackie. Turn your eyes upon sense of, of, of assurance blessed assurance Jesus is mine right in the midst of my trial right in the midst of my test, testing oh what a foretaste of glory divine thank you Lord for that assurance yes this does work this is real because you're real Jesus you're here right now filling me empowering me changing me into your very image, even through the very situations I face and deal with. I want the gold, Lord. I want the gold, Lord.
sets free is free in Praise the Lord. Bless my brother. Thank you, out to me. I've heard you. I've heard you, my dear Lord. That's what the Lord says. sisters, I pray, Father, even right now, as we're waiting in your presence, do not lose heart. Father, I pray for this restoring, the restrengthening, the resurgence of energy within the spiritual heart of each one of these men and women now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we will be victorious. We will overcome, and we will receive that reward that's promised. 
We thank you for your speaking to us in these days. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor Jackie. So good.